Hey girl, hey, it's your host V-Baby. What's up? I wanted to personally welcome and thank you for tuning into the Golly Girl Talk podcast. This is the podcast where you will find raw and unfiltered conversation regarding a variety of real life topics ranging from depression, generational curses, relocation, relationships, you name it, you've been through it. We're discussing it here each week. And here is the deal. We will be applying scripture to each and every topic. My goal is to show you how to let the Bible be the governing factor of your life so that you may experience the supernatural peace and joy God created us all to live in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, golly girls. Welcome back to the golly girl podcast. It is your host, Valora. Listen, I am super, super excited about this season of the podcast. This is unfamiliar territory for me, um, but not for our amazing guests this uh, season. So I'm, I'm excited. I hope that you all are having a great summer. I know it's June, July. Y'all might get this in July. I don't know. We'll see what the Lord says. But um, I hope that y'all are having an amazing summer. Um, hope that y'all are staying hydrated, uh, staying cool, going to the beach taking trips, enjoying your family, enjoying your kids, because I know they're out of school and they're eating y'all out of house and home. But listen, enjoy them because at, one, at some point they're going to grow up and they're going to be out of your house and you're going to be asking them to come back and eat your food. So enjoy them while you have them. Um, but yeah, so without any further ado, I'm not going to give y'all this long drawn out speech. Um, I hope y'all enjoy season three, but we are now into season four. I cannot believe that we're in season four of this podcast. God is so faithful because it ain't Valor, it's God. He is faithful. He has carried me through and um, it's just been an amazing journey. But Again, like I told y'all, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go all long winded. Last month, May was it's last month because right now we're recording this in June. Last month, May was Mental Health Awareness Month, and um, a good friend and sister of mine, um, who I met at Higher Dimension Church, is. I believe, I hope I'm not uh, incorrect in this because she'll have to correct me um, and I should have verified this, but I believe in my head that Missy is a psychologist and it, yeah, I, I could be wrong, but Missy, you just correct me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she, I met Missy at Higher Dimension Church. Y'all know that's my church home pastor, Terrence Horatio Johnson. Y'all know he tells you his whole entire name. Um, and that is actually Missy's cousin. That is so wild. I just I knew that, but I'm I'm as I'm introducing uh Missy, I just realized and like, yeah, that her and Pastor are cousins. So yeah. Um, and I yeah, I met Missy at Higher D. She is totally amazing. Let me tell you, fashionista, if you want some fashion tips, go, go look. I told Missy, just give me everything in the closet. Like she like, you can't fit. It. Yes, I can. I just want even if it's big, even if it's small, let me let me try to get in it because I, I just want to look like you because you're just so fashionista and just so amazing and beautiful. But without further ado, I'm going to let Missy introduce herself because my introduction <clears throat> is terrible, as y'all know. So, Missy, <laughs> welcome to the Golly Girl Podcast. We are so excited to have you, so honored to have you. Missy told me, y'all, let me let me just say this real quick, Missy, because you know I talk too much. But <laughs> Missy said, I said, Missy, I believe that God is calling us to do some work together on the podcast to to record together on the podcast about the subject of mental health and missy was like oh my gosh i would be honored to do that and i'm like honor like did she just say honor i'm up here trying to figure out how i'm gonna pay her like the lord i'm like okay lord now you telling me to go ask her i hope you ready to give me some money and some stipend to be able to pay these girls to come on here because listen i i don't know how you want me to do this you know people ain't doing no free work out here lord i mean i know she love you and all that but I mean, I expect her to come on this podcast and spend her time and her her efforts and all her knowledge and stuff you giving her, yeah. But I expect her to do that for free. So where the money at? Tell me how much I got to pay her, right? So and Missy was like, I'm honored, and I just it tears welled up in my eyes because it just just speaks to God's goodness over and over again and how he has set things up and put things on the hearts of his people to work together, to reach those who um, he is uh, destined to reach. He, he's going to reach. He is pursuing. He is knocking on the door of their hearts. And so this, I believe this season is another one of God's efforts of speaking to the hearts of his people um, that are hurting right now. So I, yeah, I went on again, but Missy, again, welcome to what you doing today. I think I heard something in the background, but it's all good. Um, how are you doing today? Um, yeah, tell us how you doing, girl. 
Hey, golly girls. How y'all doing today? <laughs> Listen, Valora, thank you for this sweet introduction. Listen, I, I, I am honestly honored um, to be on the podcast this evening for the next, well, actually for the next couple of couple of segments um, mm-hmm. to bring you guys some good news about mental health and how so important it is to us um, as women and women of God. Um, so yeah, I am super duper excited to be able Yay. to be on here with you guys. And I hope that you know, what we talk about, what we share is something that you can definitely be, definitely apply, you know, to your life. So, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you, Missy, and I'm excited to see what God is going to do. Um, listen, Missy, you know, these people don't know who you are. So just tell them who Missy Washington is, because she's amazing in my book. But, you know, I think they need oh, to know why so you're so amazing um, and phenomenal. Yes. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so yes, tell the people Lord. about you, um, where you from, where you live, what you do, because I don't know if I got that <laughs> okay. psychologist right at the beginning. So. <laughs> Listen, it is all good. Don't you like it when you have friends who's going to pump you up and support you and just tell, tell you how great you are? I love you are. it. Let me feel so good, Valora. But I am Missy Washington. I am a native of, I grew up in East Texas. If you know anything about Texas, I grew up in the oldest town in Texas. So, yeah, Nacogdoches, then I moved uh, to Houston for my college uh, years, my college studies, but I, I have been back and forth in Houston visiting family. My grandmother lived there, so summer times I always spent in Houston, but my adult years I spent most of them in Houston, Texas. I uh, went to school at um, Texas Southern University, and I minored in criminal justice, and, and um, I'm sorry, I majored in criminal justice, I had a minor in sociology, and then I went on and got my master's in counseling from Prairie View Am University. And currently now I'm in my doctoral program at Houston Baptist and I'm studying uh, mental health and human services. So I do not have a license as a psychiatrist, <laughs> but I am a licensed professional counselor, which means that uh, I do counseling. I help people put the pieces of their life the puzzles into place. Um, and I just help you kind of navigate life. I'm like that sounding board. Um, to give you some insight on how you could just be live a happy life. That is so good. Um, let's see. I recently moved to move from Houston to Atlanta in 2013. I went on this thing to where I'm like, okay, Lord, I know I don't want to be in, be in Houston. So our church started to fast and I started fasting and I knew that I wanted to stay either in Georgia or North or South Carolina, Tennessee, or either the DMV area. So I knew I wanted to live there. I knew Houston wasn't like my final destination. So I went on a, went on a fast and uh, God says, go. I'm like, go? He's like, yeah, go. And I'm a strong believer that when, when, you're, when it's designed by God, everything is aligned. Mm-hmm. And so everything began to align. I prayed to God and I was specific in my prayers of what, you know, what I wanted to do when I got here and what job, what career I wanted. And God literally aligned all of that. And I ended up interviewing and getting a job here and moved here in the middle of the pandemic, April of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I am here in Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And I think Georgia is a beautiful state. And this is where God is, has planted me for a season of this. This is my season here. And uh, I don't think I'm going to be leaving though, y'all. But mm-hmm. I think God assigns us to different, different assignments. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a little good. bit about me. That is so good. So, Missy, I thought I, I was making you a psychologist. So maybe that's what the Lord is calling you to be uh, eventually. But I just felt that in my spirit that just that's what you were, Missy. I don't know. You never I don't know if we ever had that conversation, but I had that in my mind that Missy was a psychologist. But licensed professional mental health counselor. Is that right? Yes. Yes, listen. So they, y'all. It can be LMC, licensed mental health, licensed mental health counselor. You may hear LPC, licensed professional counselor. Mm-hmm. You may have people may say, "I'm a therapist. I'm a psychotherapist." We kind of we're all the same. Yes, um, but we're definitely different from social workers. You may see here social workers, yes. but social workers and therapists are totally different because we do totally different things. 
Mm-hmm. Social workers are your your resource pockets because I'm so I'm a rehabilitation counselor. I work as like I, but I work in the vocational sector sector. So I'm helping people with employment um, and, you know, ma- gaining and maintaining employment. And so a lot of times they think I'm a social worker. So I think they do counselors, therapists and social workers. They run it all together. But social workers are more so like your resource pocket where you can get resources for housing and food and uh, whatever clothing, whatever it is that you need resources source wise like um that's that's gonna be your social worker um but yeah this is definitely a totally different field licensed mental health counselors are absolutely game changers um not to diminish social workers at all but um like you said it is a totally different um field so missy tell us what do you do for fun what do you enjoy doing your hobbies honestly you know i am a simple person i'm very simple um so I love the simple things of life, whether it's going out for a walk, sitting out at the park, meeting with friends. Um, I am social, um, but I'm not social. Like I always have to be somewhere in some place. Mm-hmm. I like to be social with my friends, whether it's going shopping, window shopping, just being outside. If it's a beautiful day, guess what? I'm out there all day. Mm-hmm. I feel like why waste a beautiful day inside? So I love, I love arts. I love music whether it's going to hear some open, some live jazz, go to a jazz concert. Um, I like to travel, but I haven't done much of that yet. Um, but I just like simple things in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just screams nature. And I love nature as well. Going outside for walks, like you said, that's the most, and it's free. It's like everything in this world costs like a lot of money these days. <laughs> so being able to go out and enjoy God's nature it's free. Thank the Lord. Right. And so I just, I just love that. But, um, that is so awesome. Missy. That is so, so awesome. So what made you go into this profession? Like what drew you to be a counselor? I know you said you did sociology. Um, you had a minor in sociology, um, which I love soci- sociology when I was in, um, undergrad, I love that course. It was so, um, it, it just, it just make you understand people um, on, a, on a whole different level. And I really wanted to go deeper into sociology, actually, but I don't know what kind of drew me the other way. But I definitely <laughs> wanted to go deeper into that course because I really liked it, like knowing how people think and how they interact and, you know, the different cultures and all that kind of stuff. That was, yeah, I was drawn to that, too. Yeah, you know, sociology was it was fun. It, it really made me realize how I connected with people. Mm-hmm. I think I have an innate ability to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my aunt telling me, she's like, Missy, even when you was a little girl, you was always, everybody knew who you were. You wasn't yeah. afraid. You walk around the apartments and you, everybody knew who you were. That's just who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've always loved people and I always have found myself helping people in some capacity. And throughout my years of college, I find myself always working and I had jobs working in social settings, whether it's the YMCA, working with mm-hmm. children, you know, higher education or early elementary. And I always find myself social services, CPS and mm-hmm. DFACS and all those areas. I've always found myself working in there. Now, so it just came easy for me to connect with people. But so I, so that would, that's what drove me to wanting to be a therapist. I think, you know, I didn't realize that until later in life because my whole goal was, oh, I want to work for the FBI. That was my dream, right? Mm-hmm. I pursued that. I got close to that. And I said, okay, God, I get so close, but I never get close enough. So I'm like, Lord, mm-hmm. I, it came to a point in my life where I said, Lord, if whatever your will is, let that will be done. Yes. And so I pursued uh, my master's in counseling. And when I did that, I said, okay, Lord, this is what it's going to be. This mm-hmm. is it. And I didn't realize when... I didn't realize the gift that I had of being a therapist until I moved here to Atlanta. And a lot of times God had to move you to places to where he can really reveal your true purpose. Mm-hmm. I was in Houston. I was working in higher ed. I was doing some community mental health. I knew I just wasn't ultimately satisfied. Um, so I came and moved to Atlanta, ended up getting a job, and I ended up working in a psych hospital. And mm-hmm. this when the veil was removed. I'm like, okay, Lord, this is where I need to be. Because the impact that I had in a short amount of time on the patients that came in there was just like, God, this, this is only you. 
Uh-huh. And that's when I realized that, wow, miss, this is, this is what God wants you to do. This is your gift that he's giving you. So I told myself, well, I will use this gift not only in the kingdom, but also in this world. So helping people in and outside of the kingdom. And mm-hmm. so that's how I, I got here. And I've been doing therapy for the past 10, 11 years. You know, that is so as a person, I've been doing it all my life. So beautiful, so beautiful. And that is where I got that psychologist from, Missy. I think you may have told me you were working on a psych ward. You know, when I asked questions about when you moved, you left us. Oh my God, when you left us, it was so hard, so bad. And yeah, so that's where I think I got that from. Because I'm like, Lord, where did I get that from for real, though? But yeah, so you in some aspects working as, you know, like you said, psychotherapist, um, because, you know, when you're working with those different, psych, you know, psych disorders, I, I see it every day. And, you know, I feel like you have more experience than a lot of, you know, and, I, and I'm not diminishing any other uh, professions, y'all. I'm just saying that when you are when you're a licensed mental health counselor and you're working with people who have psychiatric disorders, you have a lot of hands on experience with those psychiatric disorders. So, um, yeah, so that that explains where it came from. And it's just so beautiful to hear how God creates us. And even as a little child, that passionate purpose, that calling, that anointing that's on our lives is showing um even as a child, um, I know one of the things that I do on my job is I do a, a vocational assessment. And in my vocational assessment, I ask my veterans, hey, tell me about your childhood. What is something that you enjoy doing as a child? What is something that your parents always said about you? What did your parents do for a living? Like, because a lot of times that shapes who they are as a person that shapes and that and it reveals those deep passions that they've had so it's just good to hear you talk about even as a little child you enjoy you like to help people and you were drawn to people um and and how god has used you um you know right now in your you know in your um in your field so that's so amazing i'm i'm excited to hear um just your experience and as we continue to go on uh in these episodes so um we're talking about mental health as you know, as you guys have already probably recognized. I don't know if I told y'all, but the title of season four is going to be God plus therapy featuring Missy Washington. Um, Season four again is God plus therapy. This is going to be good y'all. So Missy, tell me in your own words, what is mental health and like, what does that mean to you? Oh, wow. Mental health to me is, emotional, spiritual, psychological awareness. Mm-hmm. Like all of that, and also social, mm-hmm. all of that makes up our mental health. That's good. Because, because it, you know, that affects how we think, how we act, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it affects like how we live and move every day. You know, so our, our mental health is, is, is it was, it was, it's what shapes, it's what shapes us. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole person, the, right. The, every part of who we are, all those different domains of who we are, like you said, social, emotional, mm-hmm. and spiritual and physical and social, all of it. It's, it's all, that's the, you know, that's, yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, I, you know, I never heard the term mental health so much until I became, um, until I got, I think when I became an adult, like it wasn't a thing back when like I was in school. I, I'm 34, Missy. I don't know. I, I think you're a little bit older than me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But like mental health wasn't a term that I heard when I was in school. But when I got out of school, like got into like college and all that that's when the term mental health started to um like pop out if you will or rose or whatever but um I can see back in my school my grade school days where there were people who exhibit symptoms of what I consider mental health you know, a mental health disorder or illness or whatever Mm -hmm. uh but of course at that time it wasn't 
it wasn't a thing. It wasn't something that you deal with, you know, um, as you know, and I mentioned to you some of the unhealthy mindsets, the to- the toxic mindsets of, you know, pray away the depression or the sadness or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're feeling, you know, those angry thoughts or whatever you take it to Jesus and, you know, all, all you need is Jesus. And, um, you know, when you, when you have, problems with you know your mind or how you feeling or your body it's like oh you don't have faith in god you know that type of thing um and i'm just grateful that we have evolved as a a society as a word even even the black culture um because we're both mm-hmm. you know of the african-american descent and it's just it's so beautiful to know that like mental health is something that's talked about now and then it's also something that's normalized now i know it's not all the way you know normalized it's still there's mm-hmm. still some work to be done and some still some um you know just I guess, awareness to be made about mental health. But tell me what kinds of issues do you see commonly in like women that you see or? Well, you know, there has been a, there is a stigma still on mental health Mm -hmm. and in in our, especially in our black communities. And there's so many factors that, that determine those, those uh, stigmas. Mm -hmm. You mentioned it earlier, like growing up, we we really didn't hear about mental health. I mean, Mm -hmm. even me, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 40. And so, me in high school, elementary, growing up, it was something that you didn't, you didn't hear about. Uh-huh. You didn't know about mental health and you didn't, you saw uncle, you know, uncle, uh-huh. uncle Ray, you know, he, you knew he was kind of strange, but uh-huh. you didn't know, you didn't know what that was. Uh-huh. And you just knew that they say, well, you know, uncle, uncle, uncle Ray, you know, he just ain't like us or something wrong with him. You got, and as a child, you say, what's wrong with him? Girl, stop asking all those questions. They none of your uh-huh. business, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and that's how we, as a black culture, dealt with mental health. We're going to pray about it. We are a strong culture of faith. So to us, we pray about it. We think that prayer is the, is the ultimate way to get rid of everything, which prayer is a great resource to have. Mm-hmm. But you got to be mindful that we got to seek wisdom and guidance when it comes to our mental health. And mm-hmm. so <clears throat> as it relates to women, women carry so many of the burdens. Like they, we, we strong women, right? We, mm-hmm. we have to deal with our children, our families. Mm-hmm. We go to work, we come home, you know, we got to cook. We got to do all these things mm-hmm. because we are the woman. We are, we are, we are made to carry that mantle, you know? So mm-hmm. as women, you, you will more likely see um, relationship problems, mm-hmm. work-life balance issues, financial mm-hmm. troubles, and st- stressful life, life events, mm-hmm. you know, even loss, losing someone, losing a loved one. Those are some of the the, the, the tough things that we as women struggle when it comes to our depression. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, our marital, those that marital issues and, you know, that relationship problems and trying to figure out what to do in that space. And many times, we know, we have situational depression. We go mm-hmm. through, we all have been through a, a horrible breakup, mm-hmm. whether it was a marriage or divorce mm-hmm. or a relationship, mm-hmm. and you just find yourself like at your lowest point samples yeah that's so good you know mm-hmm. so and then you think about the work-life balances the struggle of trying to balance that mm-hmm. you know as a mother or as a single person trying to navigate you know life and work and still have a life and mm-hmm. all these factors that come in and you getting hit left and right with all these different issues and like man this affect my mental health right. so I'm, I'm told that i need to be strong yeah keep pushing mm-hmm. yeah. you know keep pushing keep mm-hmm. pushing and so we as women we tend to pour out all the time but who pours into our cup when it's empty mm-hmm. that's so good I literally I just told one of my friends today actually Veronica um you know you, we both know her okay. and she's been on the podcast well yes she is and I just love her and our relationship has just grown so much in this season um even I feel like over the last year um since I had baby Kay and just we we've just grown so much closer um and so we literally talk every day now um but Hmm. I was telling her I was like man (laughs) I it's like at times it's like I in order for me to get a break I feel like and I don't even have no foster kids right now. So it's just me. But I feel like in order for me to get a break, and when you talk about the work-life balance and, you know, then we got to mm-hmm. keep ourselves up f- physically, you know, and, um, you know, keeping everything intact in the house and, you know, the job and the business and the ministry and, and everything is just mm-hmm. it's so much. And I was like, man, 
you know, I saw this post on Facebook. Um, I believe it was on Facebook or one of the social media sites. And it was basically saying, I'm, I've been seriously co- contemplating going to a psych ward for like three days just to get a break. Like, cause wow. it, 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 and it's, you know, it's definitely not a, a, a joke about the psych ward, but it's like, at least, you know, you can't do nothing. You can't have your phone in there. You can't be, you can't be doing nothing. Like you ain't, you ain't, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta work. You ain't gotta wash no dishes. You ain't gotta uh, tend to nobody else issues. You ain't got, you, you just solely focus on yourself mm-hmm. um, at that time. And I remember I went to, for my birthday, I'm kind of scattered, but I went to, for my birthday in April, I went to a spa, an, a day spa, and I went there at like nine in the morning, and I stayed there all day till like three, and at one point, I was battling thoughts of something is wrong with you, that's why you in here, and I was like, what? And I, and that was what my mm-hmm. thoughts was telling me, my thoughts was like, something's wrong with you, you, you mentally losing your mind, that's why you in this place. And I'm like, I'm at a day spa for my birthday. Like, I'm up here going back and forth for myself, basically. And it was basically mm-hmm. the enemy trying to trick me out of rest. Like, like I was resting, and I was, you know, in a good space of rest. And it was like, nah, you, you in here because something's wrong with you. Like, you know, something's going wrong in your mind. You losing your mind, and that's why you in here. And it was like, so mm-hmm. I, then I started going back and forth with mm-hmm. my own self, you know. And like I said, took me out of my rest. And it's just so crazy how rest is not even a thing for women. And I feel like that's, that's mm-hmm. I feel like for me, and personally, my mental health, that's one of the the biggest um, issues I have is like resting. I feel like when I actually do get a chance to rest and rest in God and mm-hmm. read my Bible and just, you know, um, get some sleep, like, and just, uh, you know, sound sleep and just not be ripping and running from here to yeah. there. I, I find that I'm more emotionally stable and I'm able to process my emotions and I'm able to journal and all those things that, you know, that help me. Um, but oftentimes I don't get a chance to do that because I got to be here and I got to be there and I'm supposed to be over here, you know, mm-hmm. next. and then, you know, so it's like, you know, how do you, like you said, how do you balance all of that? And I think, you know, we just have to be, I guess, really intentional about doing that and understanding the importance of our mental health and how it not only affects us, but it affects everybody that's connected to us, you know, too. Absolutely. You know, I I, I like the fact that you said you were there from nine to three. Mm-hmm. And then you, you question yourself, like those negative thoughts begin to creep up, right? Mm-hmm. And say, oh, you must be crazy. You hear, mm-hmm. you hear all day, something very, something really wrong with you. And then you started questioning who you are as a person mm-hmm. and God does his best work when we're rested we have clarity and when we're not rested rest affects our emotional mm-hmm. and our mental health mm-hmm. we're all over the place we we cranky we agitated you know think about when you when you sleep and you haven't rested you haven't slept in three four days or a day and a half you just mad at everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right rest is rest helps us kind of like renew Renew ourselves, replenish our bodies, replenish our minds. That's why it's always important. Take those three, take those deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Because when we take those deep breaths, it allows our brain, our body to re recalibrate. So because good. now we're taking ourselves out of their stress mode, out of the heightened anxiety, because our body is going to fight or flight when we mm-hmm. find ourselves feeling like we kind of rushed and we got to get everything done in a certain amount of time and we frustrated. That's, that's the anxiety that comes mm-hmm. upon us. Mm-hmm. And so you can't think straight when you have anxiety. Mm-hmm. It does affect your, your, your emotions and how you respond. Because sometimes we, sp- we respond out of our emotions because mm-hmm. that's all we know how to do. That's good. And one, you know, women, we're emotional beings. We are emotional beings. So we, we, it's very important that we do maintain that balance and we do set aside time to unplug. Mm-hmm. Let me unplug from everything. You think about when you go somewhere, you see these teenagers, these kids, they go right, you, they go to the restaurant, they write close to a, a socket so they can plug in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're, they're missing something. If they don't have that cell phone attached and fully charged, they're mm-hmm. missing something. And a lot of times our cell phones constantly throws us off. Mm-hmm. Because we're always competing and we're competing mm-hmm. with what we see, what we hear. We're swiping up, we're swiping down, we're swiping to the right, to the left. Mm-hmm. 
And we're seeing these people on social media who give us a, a picturesque, perfect feed. Uh-huh. And we begin to start saying, oh, my, she got this going on and he got that going on. And it starts affecting us emotionally. And it starts beating us down, thinking that we're not good enough. So here we are now tearing ourselves down and we're on the we're on a quest to be better than or to compete. And we do it, do it subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. They, they, you know, the the phones is is big. You 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 pointed out something I feel like huge. Even in my life, I feel like sometimes I'm so attached to my phone, even to the point of like you know, doing dangerous stuff. Like I'm texting and driving and it's like, why are you, why is this, why are you so attached to this phone? Or I'm looking at Mm -hmm. something and I'm, you know, and I'm trying to respond to this or I'm trying to respond to that or I'm looking at this and I'm tied into that. And it's like, you're not even focusing on driving. Do you understand that you can kill somebody? So this phone is definitely, um, it's, it's a huge distraction and it definitely affects our mental health. And I believe that if mm-hmm. you know we pull away from it, like, and I try to fast from my phone every so often because I know it's a, um, it's, it's an idol for me. It just being real is sometimes, you know, I, sometimes I won't even read my Bible. I'll be on my phone. Like, and it's like, this mm-hmm. is foolishness. Like, what are you doing? You know, this is not going to feed you. This is not the general you. is a liar, huh? <laughs> right. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I definitely, you know, and it's, and it is a world, it's a world, it's a, it's a society thing. Like it's a societal thing. We see everywhere people in their phones, like, and on social media, you know, everybody look at they, they screen time, everybody up in the tens and the 11 hours Mm -hmm. of the day. And, you know, we only up for a certain amount of hours of the day. And for the hours of the day that we're up, we got more hours, you know, on there on the screen time than we got at work or with our kids Mm -hmm. or, you know, with our families or connected with other people. So it's just, you know, the phone definitely is a big, is a big thing. And um, I know I'm kind of switching subjects, but I I wanted to hit on the mental health in the Bible, because a lot of times when you say God plus therapy or you, you know, you put Mm -hmm. the, you know, you put therapy out there, people like, well, I hear nothing like that in the Bible. And there was mental health issues in the Bible. Like there were people, women, both women and men that dealt Mm -hmm. with mental health uh, issues in the Bible. Like, you know, um, we talked about Hannah, you know, she tried to have his baby and wanted so long and, 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 and his, and her husband's other wife, I can't think of her name right now, but the other wife, she was having babies out the kazoo. Like, of course, you know, mm-hmm. th- that's a mental health issue in itself right there. Like you mentioned relational issues when your husband got another wife. So, he, you know, you got, you got a, you got a, uh, what is this, uh, polygamy situation is that polygamy or is that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah you got that going on that's already stressed and then I can't bear children in that day and time it's not like it is now like us women we like bro we it's not a it's not a pressure for me to have kids don't get me wrong I would love to have kids but if I can't get a husband that's gonna be living for the Lord and you know we you know be fruitful and multiply then I I kids Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not focused on that right now so there's a lot of women that are not pressure by there and society is different now with women and having kids and bearing kids but back then they they if you didn't have kids you wouldn't you wouldn't a woman for real you you didn't have you didn't have no right. so she had that plus her husband having this other woman who having kids and then the other woman the bible even says this the other woman was picking with her basically mm-hmm. calling her barren and calling her childless and was like look at all my kids and you know we got our own family over here and you know you over there by yourself that type of thing and so Hannah was so sad to the point where um I think when she went to she kept going to the temple every day the man said that the mm-hmm. the priest said that she was sick like he she was drunk he thought she was drunk but she was emotionally mm-hmm. just deranged and you know unstable because of life situation right and so you know and that's just one example I'm sure you you can you know name some as well that's just one example so it's definitely in the bible and then we also see how God responds to Hannah's sadness and and her anger and just you know all of that we see how God responds Mm -hmm. to it and I think us Christians can learn a lot from uh from God and his response um to Hannah and other women who experience mental health issues as in being kind because I think a lot of times we can condemn people you know for experiencing mental health and think something wrong with them or they didn't did some type of sin that caused them to be dealing with mental health or you know 
God is mad at them or all this kind of stuff like that. And it's like, no, that's not how we should respond, um, you know, to people dealing with mental health. But it's definitely in the Bible. I just wanted to bring that out. I don't know if you want to say anything to that, Missy, but yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Hannah and how, you know, she was grieving, mm-hmm. grieving having a child. Mm-hmm. You know, and also, you know, you think about hormonal issues in women, which uh, does affect our mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Infertility, all those things affect the woman because we feel as though if I can't have kids, who am I? Mm-hmm. What I am bearing, mm-hmm. you know, Hannah was bearing for many years and she went to her maidservant and says, hey, here, sleep with my sleep with my husband and, and give me a baby. I want mm-hmm. a baby, mm-hmm. you know, and and she got a baby, but that wasn't God's. It wasn't. Oh, it you talking chosen. about? Oh, let me let me correct you. I think you're talking about Hagar. Um, you talking about Sarah and Hagar, Missy? Um, so Hannah is H- Hannah's mom. Hannah Elkanah, Sam Samuel's mom. Elkanah. Right. Yes. yes. Okay. And then okay. you talking Here, about Sa- you talking about Sarah and Hagar? Sarah, yeah. Hannah. Yeah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So, yes. <laughs> yes. But Hannah, yes, talk about her. Talk about that. Yes. 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 Hannah. Yeah. You know. And so so think about. Think about, think about that, you know, mm-hmm. those women who suffered with infertility and mm-hmm. grief, mm-hmm. Um, grieving the, the, the thought that they can't have children and they're right. not woman enough. And so they're sacrificing their husband um, to sleep with another woman who is their, mm-hmm. ma- ma- their maidservant to give them a child, mm-hmm. you know, and that the emotional stress that you go through there, how you walk mm-hmm. into the cities and you look down upon because you can't give your, ch- your husband children because back in those days, giving your husband children, that means you had wealth and you had, right. you, you know, you were, you were, God has blessed your life because you're able to, to have children, mm-hmm. you know? And so this, I can only imagine like the stress that she's dealt with, you mm-hmm. know, Hannah and Hagar feeling, feeling Sarah, feeling uh, taunted by mm-hmm. the, by their, that their oppressor, you know, mm-hmm. in, in life, we as women, we feel taunted by society yep. because we can't live up to the standards of what society has put on us as a woman. Oh, right. you're supposed to be strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a woman. You know, you, you're supposed to have it all together or right. you're supposed to be domesticated or you can't be the boss or you can't do this. There's so many societal limitations that are placed on women that mm-hmm. cause us to always question, are we good enough? Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. always keeps us in a state to where we are mentally drained. Yes. And when we don't have God as the center, we're going to fall. So true. So you know, true. and so... That thing is, is, is real. We're going to talk about grief later on and how grief <laughs> tends to affect all of us and how certain things <laughs> we grief on. But, but definitely wanted to touch on these women in the Bible who dealt with that and Esther mm-hmm. and Mary and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and uh, David and, and all these men mm-hmm. and Abraham dealt with so much stress of trying to, even Jesus dealt with it. He was yes. stressing, stressing <laughs> like my people. Right. Our people is, is perishing for the lack of knowledge. Like, That's right. You know, he, he mm-hmm. dealt with it. So God says, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be able, we're going to have to be faced with trials and tribulations That's and right. troubles and right. those things shape us, but it also mm-hmm. helps us to be totally dependent, uh, totally dependent upon God That's so and true. how sovereign, sovereign he is to us. So mm-hmm. when it comes to our, when it comes to our mental health, God says, be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. So good. So, so good. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, and, and uh, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm over here like, amen, clapping and everything because you're, 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 you're just, you're spot on. Even when you mention Jesus, like, you know, people think, you know, mental health, but our savior, the Messiah, um, the one who came and, and saved us all from sin mm-hmm. and death. He experienced emotional turmoil, mental health, depression, anxiety. Um, you know, I, I, we can never imagine the anxiety that he experienced as a human going on a cross mm-hmm. and having nails in your hands and feet. You, there is no, there is no way you're not like, oh my gosh, this is about to be scary. Um, you know, going to these these men, um, these uh, Pharisees and Sadducees and talking to them mm-hmm. about their sin and approaching them, you know, and, you know, with boldness, with the word of God and coming with, you know, stuff that people don't want to hear, judgment. They, it's like, 
that you know that's shunned upon so he he was lonely mm-hmm. oftentimes you know jesus was lonely that's the and, love you know, right and it's just it, it's it's you know and i think about mary magdalene and you know she she struggled with the demons and you know the mental health is you know it it it, it, it can feel like demonic it can feel you know like you you know you just going crazy in your mind you know and she just you know and it is a spirit Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. spirit, you know, and 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 they cast out those spirits, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Job, like mm-hmm. on, like all of that, you know, and yeah, it's. I mean, it's mental health is 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 major. It's it's mm-hmm. a big thing, and when you understand it, a lot of times people don't understand it, mm-hmm. and so what they do is they make premature decisions about mm-hmm. about it and when you have someone who struggles with mental illness you have to be patient with those people yeah you know because it's a struggle for them mm-hmm. it's, it's a huge struggle for them but I do want to talk about since we talk about you know uh, mental health and some of the, the barriers that we face I want to talk about some of the barriers that we as a culture of when it comes to mental health you know we face mm-hmm. you know so so we know that we think about mental health it's about 35% of black people mm. compared to 40% of, of Caucasians seek seek mental health services. And most of them that seek it are women. Mm. Because men are not going, they men are not going to sit on nobody's couch and say, okay, I'm gonna give you all my problems. No, because you're too macho. I was you know, gonna say too why. Much pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're... too much pride. And then also think about the stigma associated with that. Like, it's even when you think about men in the church and women mm-hmm. in the church, women more so go to church than men because men, mm-hmm. it's hard for men to follow another man. Mm. You know, and then you think about right. mental health and why the men don't go is because I'm the man. Who, who are you to tell me how to, this is our personal business. This is, mm-hmm. you know, why are we telling this to somebody else? We can figure mm-hmm. it out on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you, you have that, but some of the barriers that we do face, you guys think about is, is racial racial uh, racism and discrimination that we that we face culture differences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fear fear and the mistrust can I trust you that's good that's a big one you know mm-hmm. like can I trust you like you don't look like me because right. we know that majority of the uh, cl- clinicians and psychiatrists and and, and psychologists they we're two percent. Black African-Americans are 2% of that population. Wow. You know, so you go to these facilities and these mental health facilities to get help and you look, okay, and this therapist don't look nothing like you. So there's communication barriers. She can't relate. He can't relate. So here I am telling Susie, you know, not saying that because you're a certain, you're certain ethnic group, you can't help somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all, but it's African-Americans because there are stigma we always, we find that, you know, it was difficult to connect with that person in therapy because they don't look like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have, we have our culture differences and those things keep us from going. And when you, when you think about, when you think about that, when you think about um, the trust part, like mm-hmm. if I go, if I go in here and tell you, you know, that I'm, that I'm having these, these thoughts of suicide, you're going to immediately mm-hmm. call, do a 1013 or 911 and send me to the hospital. I mean, mm-hmm. to a psych ward. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. told you that I'm just, I just went through something. I'm having a difficult time, mm-hmm. but, and I, and I've seen this in hospital settings that when African-Americans go and they say they're having some trouble with mental, with mental health, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to call, they're going to call 911 or 1013. But when mm-hmm. someone of another ethnicity go in there, they're going to say, oh, okay, we're just going to send you home. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got the mistrust. Can I, I mean, what you going to do if I come in here and tell you that I just need talk to somebody you're going to mm-hmm. come into a hospital and lock me up and you're going to force feed me medications mm. because that's what happened to many of african-americans back in the day they were lab rats and so that stigma of going to get help it's like i don't know i'm just i ain't going to be with the you know use me as a lab rat and people don't <laughs> go so they suffer in silence mm. that they is suffer in silence <laughs> when it when it comes to their mental health because the lack of education and the inability to trust the, you know, the health professions. Uh, and it's like, how do you move, how do you move past that? Like, what would be your advice for like, 
you know, somebody who feels like that, like you said, who just, you know, don't trust, don't trust counselors, don't Mm -hmm. trust people. Like, how do you, to prevent them from suffering in silence, like, what do you, what's your advice for them? Like, just, is it like, continue to like try different counselors or? Mm -hmm. So that's, I would call it emotional hesitation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And because you go to one therapist that didn't work out. Most black and most African Americans, you know, with women, we go to a therapist and they don't work out. So we give it another mm-hmm. try and they don't work out. So we're like, you know what? I'm not, I'm done. And I've mm-hmm. seen it. And I've heard people say, I went to three, four, five therapists and none of them work. Mm-hmm. I always tell my clients, finding a therapist is like trying on a shoe that fits. Because although you are licensed and you're clinically um, sound, doesn't mean that we connect. Mm-hmm. Because when you go into that session and you sit across from their clinician or their therapist, there's a connection. There's something different when you go into the office or you go into a bank and you got a person who's a, t- who's a banker who's look like you, it makes you feel a, bit, look, a little bit more comfortable. Say, like, okay, they understand me. Mm-hmm. They're they gonna have a little more grace with me. you know. So I think that a person who has been discouraged from failed attempts of therapy, just mm-hmm. Pray about that thing. Pray mm-hmm. about Lord, send me the right person. That's good. Because when you pray about it, God is gonna and you and you listen. God is gonna send you to that right person, and you're gonna mm-hmm. know. Because it's it, it's definitely difficult to find that right one. So because true. although you're licensed, doesn't mean you're gifted. Ooh, speak that's well. Amazing. That's good. You that know, so good. you may be licensed, but are you really gifted? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we get these we get these self will um, careers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't listen, girl. You just you have done it for so long that mm-hmm. okay, just it's second nature, but you're not effective. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm effective. I'm mm-hmm. effective. I don't want to just be giving you something and telling you something or just being a sounding board. I want to be effective. I want you to come back and say, "Hey, I worked on my homework. Mm-hmm. Okay, what did you learn from that homework? What did okay. you learn?" Okay, what did you do different this week? Mm-hmm. So let's t- let's let's oh, talk about the struggles that you had in that. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you run across a, a therapist who isn't challenging you, then you might want to run. Because, I was gonna say you ran across them, run run away. You know, <laughs> right? Because you're doing more you're doing more harm than anything mm-hmm. to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. your your job is to help that person. You are a helper. You are a helper. You're mm-hmm. in a healthy relationship where you have to help mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many people who are helpless and mm-hmm. they come to you and say, help me with this. Like a mm-hmm. child, mommy, help me fix this. And when you mm-hmm. can't fix it, then they're disappointed. Mm-hmm. And they love trying to fix it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they fixing something that's chaotic and, and toxic and toxic and mm-hmm. they trying to fix it. And they're just making a bigger mess. Mm. because they don't have the right tools in their toolbox and many times we, we do go around in life with empty toolboxes Jesus and this life is too hard to 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 not have no tools in your in your, in your right. toolbox you got to have you got to have some ammo because this life is coming at you and it's coming at you hard. It's not coming. It's not easy. Um, I even, you know, even the little kids, Missy, are experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, young kids. Like, you know, I have a little cousin. She lost her mom in um, 2020 um, to a tragic car accident. And um, oh my God. she is. Yeah. And she's like 11 um, or she's getting ready to turn 11. I think she's getting ready to turn 11 this year. But she, you know, just, you know, depressed and, um, you know, it shows through her eating and just her activity and um, just, you know, all the way around. And it's like, man, you know, life is 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 hard for everybody. And it's not a you know, it's not a certain age group. You know, some people are like, you know, well, you only you only 10 years old, you know, ain't nothing ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, wrong with you. no. It is, you know, have compassion and help, you know, help them get help. And, you know, I'm just grateful that my aunt, um, her grandmother put her in counseling. Um, it's the best thing that she could have, you know, ever done for her. Um, it's, you know, it's allowed her you know, to get in counseling. We've been praying for, like you said, praying for a consistent counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that, you know, really cares, has passion 
um, in what they do. So we're just praying that, you know, the lady that she's working with now is because, you know, we need counseling. We all need to, the Bible even talks mm-hmm. about like sharing, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, community. yeah, a community and sharing our concerns with one another and, and, you know, talking things mm-hmm. through is so important for us to talk things through and, you know, God will sometimes lead us to our answers just by talking things, you know, talking things out. And, you know, even like you said, doing your homework and the little baby steps, you know, and, and having a counselor that challenges you is so important Mm -hmm. because uh, you don't want to stay stagnant. You don't want to stay where you are. So in order for you to get to a different place, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, you got to take steps in the right direction. And those steps oftentimes feel strange. They feel uncomfortable. They, you know, because it's not something that you've ever done before. And so even like when you go into the gym and, you know, you, you first start going to the gym and you, you know, you get on that treadmill and, you know, you, you jog for a bit, but you're not running. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you know, you're doing a light jog or whatever. And you, you know, you, you probably get tired after three minutes, but if you want to be able to run that mile or that, you know, that, that uh three that 5k with you know three miles then you want to you know you're going to keep building and each you know each day and each week you're going to keep you know taking it up taking it up and it's going to be uncomfortable on that journey there but at some point it's going to you're going to get on a steady rate mm-hmm. and it's going to be like man i see the progress that i'm making with this and so i just hope that you know i i do have another question for you before um absolutely we close out but i you know this first episode but i i do you know my prayer is that at you know at the end of this season even at you know at whatever point you know uh people are listening to this um to this podcast that you know they seriously and truly you know think about counseling and not just think about it in a way of you know it's just a fleeting thought but really you know intentionally put some thought into it and consider investing in yourselves and um you know going to counseling a lot of jobs have free counseling i know if you work for the mm-hmm. government they offer um 12 or 13 yep Mm -hmm. yep and it's through eap and it's like 13 weeks and i never knew about it um but when i was going through my divorce a friend of mine's um a co-worker of mine's he referred me to eap and he you know was telling me like hey check them out you know um and i got into it and they gave me 13 free weeks and i got a chance to go to a christian counselor because i i wanted I wanted a Christian counselor, somebody with biblical beliefs, because I, that was important, mm-hmm. you know, in journeying through that. And so um, and then, of course, I got into divorce care, which is another form of kind of like therapy counseling for people who are going through specifically, you know, divorce. And it was just it it, it made it made such a difference. Even like now, looking back on my life, there uh, there are uh, there are so many different directions that I could have went during that divorce. But because I was, you know in my Bible, because I was praying, because I was fasting, because I was going to therapy regularly. And at that time, you know, because, you know, like you mentioned the situational depression, I had that, that's what I had the situational depression because it was the depression because of the situation. And so because of that, I had to go to counseling like two times a week, you know, because it was a, it was a peak time for me and I needed the, you know, I needed the cues. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. it was like I was at a. I was like I had I had an injury, and I needed to be. You know, I needed to be treated for that thing. I needed to have it cleaned out. You know, the wound needed to be treated, and so mm-hmm. I I I see that I could have went so many different directions if it had not been for therapy. It had not been for um you know me just being intentional about investing in myself and in journaling and really channeling my responses. Like in so many ways that I could have responded, negative ways I could have responded to the situation right. that was happening in my life. But, you know, because of therapy and even my family, I just pray and hope that a lot of them will listen. My mom and my aunt and a lot of my family members, the women in my family, you know, they got so much built up pressure and anger and and Mm -hmm. and, forgiveness yeah and forgiveness and just and 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 they're not at peace because it's like you know there's stuff going on internally that has been carried over years and years and decades and decades and it's like you got to release that you know and and therapy you know and I've been pushing therapy on them for so long but it's like that's not something that they used to that's foreign to them it's like ain't nothing wrong with me you know and it's like it's not it's not, it doesn't have to be anything wrong with you everybody needs a therapist everybody and I'm always pushing that so I just pray and hope that they will listen to this podcast you know this this season um as well yeah, that's that's good stuff you know and when you know therapy is a intentional decision 
You mm-hmm. have to make an intentional decision and say, I'm going to put in the work because mm-hmm. I see that I have an issue that I want to get help from. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we stuff those emotions and we live them and we move on and we, and we busy ourselves, but we always find ourselves circling back around to like, why does this keep happening to you? Mm-hmm. It's because you have not dealt with that thing. There can be some unaddressed trauma, mm-hmm. whether it can be sexual trauma, uh, relational trauma, uh, life experience trauma that you just do not want to deal with. And that thing continues to just haunt, taunt you. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself just always, why am I always here? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and therapy is important. It's very, it's very impactful and effective if you connect with the right therapist. That's so good. So important. You have to connect with the right therapist. So therefore, you know, you can get the help that you need. And when you do connect with the right therapist, honesty mm-hmm. has to be number one. You have to build that rapport and, and, and remove those barriers and those layers. So therefore, the therapist can help penetrate that thing that keeps mm-hmm. keeping you stuck. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we go to therapy and we're just there and it's surface level and it's not really doing nothing. It's on the surface. Mm-hmm. We're just going to band-aid, we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. But you're just going because it feels good. Oh, I'm going to see a therapist today. But really, it's not effective. So I will encourage anyone, if you're seeking or contemplating seeing a therapist, one, be in prayerful about it and ask God, God, just help me, guide me to the right therapist. Do your research. Mm-hmm. So good. Some therapists, you can, you, can, you can find them on social media, Instagram, see what their life is about. Because Instagram, social media going to tell you a whole lot about a person. That's so good. And I'm also going gonna- to... I was going to, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Missy. I was going to say, I was going to leave your information as well where they can contact you if they feel like, yes, they hey, can. I want to get Absolutely. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you can send me a, you can actually, you know, send me an email. Definitely would love mm-hmm. to, you know, direct you to the right person. But one thing I want to leave with you, and I mentioned our toolbox. In your toolbox, you want to have, I'm going to say them in just any order. There's no specific order, okay? Mm-hmm. You want to have a therapist, a mentor friend a pastor a church community and a community of support oh can you say those again therapist mentor pastor friend a friend mm-hmm. church community and a community of support mm-hmm. or a support system so you're gonna need a therapist you're gonna have this therapist because the therapist is gonna help me stay balanced it's gonna help me deal with these things the person i can trust i can just go and i can sit on that couch and i can pour myself out and they can refill me number two i need that mentor who can i trust me because a mentor has been where you are so they mm-hmm. guiding you and they leading you a trusted mentor because god says seek wisdom seek guidance right mm-hmm. so you want to seek a mentor get a friend a friend is is, is closer than a brother they you know so you have a friend a trusted friend who support you who's non-judgmental mm-hmm. it's very important that when we go through these stages of depression and our mental illness is unstable that we that we're not that we have a friend who is not judging us. Okay. So get you a good friend who's non-judgmental. Get a pastor. Get your covering, your spiritual covering. Mm-hmm. So they can pour into you, and you have that good balance. I have that good spiritual balance, spiritual mental health balance. And then get your church community. There's different community churches that have different connect groups and small groups, and mm-hmm. you find people people in your church, your friends who you come community like Valora. Veronica mm-hmm. and I, we went to church together. We didn't know each other, but we, we built a community of friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so although we don't talk every day or see each other every day when we see each other, it's the same. It's the love, the outpouring of love. Mm-hmm. Talking to you every day doesn't validate our friendship. Mm-hmm. Can you pray for me when I need you? And then a community. Find us something in your community that supports you in your community. Mm-hmm. Those things help you stay balanced, you know, balance that's those are things you need in your toolbox then of course you do you do need your family so that's two but these things you're gonna need those things see i was going down the list now and i was like you know my therapist my my, i would say would be my spiritual mama and then um my pastor of course is pastor jay um my friend would be veronica my church community would be the small group you know connect groups um that i'm in and then my my, my support system can that be my parents because i literally Absolutely. Like- your family yeah your support system could be your family mm-hmm. who's your who is your tribe mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's good, tribe. I love that. Yeah. I'm gonna um link all of these in the. I'm gonna link the toolbox and what Missy um mentioned y'all um for you know for our toolboxes so that y'all can kind of go down the list. You know, the worst thing you can do, and I talked about this a lot on the podcast, y'all, is like worst thing you can do is listen to information and don't apply it in no form of fashion like that's the worst thing you can do it's like literally like the bible says you go in the mirror and you forget who you look like you walk away and forget who you look like it's absolutely pointless it's like you don't even know who you are you it's just it's so don't listen to this podcast or any podcast or any anything that you're you know soaking in any information you're soaking in and not really sit with the information and apply it to your life don't don't do that like please just you know i'm gonna drop this stuff in the in in the episode description box um so that y'all can have um in case you don't catch it all throughout the episode but um i think you know missy has kind of you know answered this question already but missy what kind of topics can the listeners expect from this season like what can what can they expect to gain from this season um of, of the podcast of God in Therapy? I am so glad you asked me that. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about depression, what that looks mm-hmm. like, different types, grief. We're going to talk about anxiety. We're going to talk about trauma and also emotional intelligence. And if there's some things you guys want to talk about, let us know so we can mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. discuss those things. But I'm super excited, you know, about the journey that we're going to take together. And uh, I hope it's been very helpful to you. Remember, God plus therapy works and your mental Mm. health matters. So good. God plus therapy works. Your mental health matters. Listen, I'm soaking it in. I don't know about y'all. But I'm soaking it in. If if don't nobody get it, I always tell y'all this too. If don't <laughs> nobody else get it on this podcast, Valora gonna get it. Cause she gonna she gonna I'm gonna do the work. I'm 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 not gonna be here just being here. I'm gonna be here and soak in and grow and and and, and flourish and thrive and all that because of the the wisdom that God has. Uh, given to me through people that he has placed in my life and so I hope that you do the same thing um man Missy thank you so much um for just agreeing to do this um I I I pray that God would just um just continue to pour into your life and continue to fill your cup and allow you to travel this summer and um go outside more and listen to some good live music that's always beautiful um yeah, I, I just think you're just a beautiful person. I can't say that enough. Um, I still want to be able to uh, come and shop in your closet one day. Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen, but hey. Listen, know. come over. Come on. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I fly into Atlanta quick, you know, because those flights from Houston to Atlanta on the Spirit, because see, I fly Spirit Airlines. A lot of folks, you know, say they, they don't do Spirit Airlines. Me? See me, I'm a fly spirit. Why? Because they cheap, and I'm gonna just climb my little tail in that seat and sit down and fly and 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 let it be that I'm not, you know, I I don't know okay. cushion seats. I'm trying to get the cheapest <laughs> deal to get where I gotta get to. So, um, because guess what? We all gonna get there. We all that's it. There. You know, I'm, I'm literally flying spirit for the first for the first time. Uh, I literally have to come to Texas this weekend. My best friend lost their mom. She's oh. 95. God graced her with 95 oh, years. That's a beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, beautiful. And so I'll be flying home and I'm taking spirit because I'm like, I'm looking at Delta. Mm-hmm. $50, no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So I went over to good old spirit and got that's that, right. and got that, uh, them penny flights. Did you know spirit that's have right. penny flights? Penny? Get a, get a, I got a penny flight. So when you go to the airport, you go to the counter and Spirit has these penny flights. Literally, I got a flight, a round trip ticket for $16, right? What? <laughs> 16 See, that's what I'm talking $16 about. $16 for Laura. Yeah. So See literally, that? I got I have two, I have two tickets from this week and then the following week, and I got them all for like three hundred dollars at Spirit. I got a penny flight, penny flights, like sixteen dollars for a round trip. Jesus, see, y'all better get with me. So I paid total $55 (laughs) just for the taxes, $55 for that seat. Jesus. And things like that. So yeah, so anytime you need a quick flight and you go to the airport, go to to the counter and check with Spirit, plenty of penny flights. Yeah, check it out, y'all. Check it out. Yeah, Um, check it out. Check it out. Good stuff. 
It is good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Missy, um, I, I love you so much and I'm so grateful and I'm excited about this journey that um uh, we're about to take on and um just just this first episode. I'm so pumped up, excited, um, ready to release <laughs> it. But I'm like, you know what, just wait until we get some episodes recorded before I release it out. Because yeah. I just feel like it's gonna bless uh so many and bless the masses. So um, but is there anything else that you wanted to say before we end today? I think it's all been great. Um. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Golly Girls, for um sharing this space with me. I hope. I hope is. I hope it was very helpful. But you can follow me. Now, my website is. I'm doing some construction on my website, but the website is thecouchtherapist.org. Um, you can send me an email at um at missywashington at gmail com, and it'll directly come right to me. And you can also follow me on social media, the Couch Therapist. Um, on Instagram, um, and you also can follow me at Miss Missy Twenty Six on Instagram. So I would love to, you know, I love to see you. Can't All of this to- will be I in the. Go episode description y'all so if you didn't catch it don't worry i will have it all in the episode description um so y'all can go there to find all this information again missy thank you so much um love you look forward to the next episode um i don't know when y'all will get this but when you get it you get it (laughs) i love y'all golly girls be blessed Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Godly Girl Talk. I pray that something was said that spoke directly to your heart and situation. Please refer to the show notes for all the gems shared throughout today's episode. Also, be sure to check out our website at www.godlygirlinc.org. That's www.godlygirl. INC.org, where you can explore all things Golly Girl. And lastly, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate this podcast. I'll see you next week, Golly Girl. Be blessed. Mwah.